Good morning, and welcome to episode 13 of Effectively Wild, the Baseball Prospectus daily podcast. In New York, New York, I am Ben Lindbergh in Long Beach, California. He is Sam Miller. So yesterday we had done a dozen of these things, and now we've done a baker's dozen of these things, and or we're about to have. And it, the nice thing about doing a daily podcast is that it, it makes us seem much more experienced than we actually are. Because our, our episode count keeps climbing much faster than most other podcasts do. Yeah, and in about two or three weeks, we will have done as much content as one up and in. <laughs> right. So what is your content for today? Uh, I would like to talk about Ioannis Cespedes. Okay, and I would like to talk about Jason Wirth. Oh my gosh, okay. Um Wow, this might be our first seven-minute show. <laughs> I have a decent amount to say, to say about Jason Worth, I think, maybe. Good. I'm interested to hear it and contribute nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, uh, shall I go first? Yep. So uh, I just wanted to note that, uh, I mean, I, I think everybody is aware that Cespedes is having a, a good year, and I just wanted to note that on our show um, since he came back from his injury on June 1st. Uh, he's hitting 347, 391, 593, um, which basically mirrors his Cuban stats. And uh, he has been everything that Billy Bean could have wished for, uh, except that he is a ghastly defender according to most metrics. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know that I, I don't know that I expected this to be totally honest, especially probably after the. First series um, against Seattle in Japan, and maybe the first couple games of the season after that, uh, he looked like he was going to be so aggressive that he would be easily exploited by clever, crafty major league pitchers, and um, that kind of brings up a bias that I think I have, and probably a lot of people have, that we should work on not having, which is the idea that a hitter who succeeds while swinging at bad pitches is less likely to continue to do well than a hitter who succeeds while not swinging at bad pitches. I think that for the most part, a hitter at this level who is successful is likely to continue being successful no matter his style um, with, you know, obviously some caveats for the aging curve and that sort of thing. But um, he's hitting well and and I don't see... um, any reason he can't continue to hit well, even if he does swing at pitches on the plate periodically. I would say that's true if you're looking at a guy with a longer track record. I mean, it, it's not like anyone thought Vladimir Guerrero was suddenly going to fall apart after oh, after oh, he no, was no. Vladimir Guerrero. But I mean, they did. What I can tell you, covering the Angels, everybody everybody really? thought he was going to fall even apart. Even when yeah. he was with the Angels. Even when he was winning MVP awards, it was always like, oh, well, yeah, but if anybody ever figures out that they can throw a pitch outside, yeah, no, it's really, people think that it's this weakness that, like, somehow the other 29 teams haven't figured it out yet, and I think everybody knows, everybody knew with Cespedes from about the second game, and I'm sure that they've been throwing him all the junk that they can muster. Um, he's swinging at roughly the same number of pitches now that he was at the beginning, the same number of off-speed pitches, the same number of sliders, and he's been hitting them really well. He he also isn't, sort of surprisingly to me based on what I saw in, in Japan, um, he's not actually the most aggressive hitter in baseball, and he looked 
like he might be. He looked like he might be kind of pushing the boundaries of of what a hitter could swing at. And he's not really. He swings at about 47% of pitches, which is not even on the first page of the of the leaderboards. Um, so he's aggressive, but he's not comical. Yeah, well, I can see why people were worried about it early on. Because, I mean, in the abstract, I guess, swinging at pitches outside the zone or that aren't quite as hittable is not necessarily a good thing. No, it's um, a terrible thing. Right, it's just that there are certain guys who can do that and still make good contact, but after a few games, it, it wasn't really safe to say that he was one of those guys. Maybe now it is. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I definitely didn't see it coming either. At, at the time that he signed or, or when, all the, when all the hoopla uh, around his, his workout video surfaced, um, it seemed like most people who knew something about him seemed to think that he wouldn't even be ready to, to start the season on the major league roster and, and that we'd see him maybe in, in midseason or something. Um, and obviously he's, he's far exceeded that. He's 13th in true average. Yeah, I, I was looking. I almost wrote something about him this week because I was looking at some leaderboards for June and July and, and noticing that there were very, very few guys who have hit better in those months than he has. Um, and early on in the season, I remember looking, I think I just divided up April into into two halves or something, and, and in the first half he had been much more free-swinging um, and had chased a lot more pitches, and then uh, seemed to, in, that, in the second half of April, kind of dial that back a bit. And I was wondering if that had continued over the last couple months. Doesn't seem like it has really um i mean he's not he's not getting progressively more and more selective but um but as you said it's working for him he walked twice tonight so maybe he has Mm -hmm. turned a corner and he will be uh (laughs) yes he'll walk 70 or 80 times between now and the end of the year right uh okay so that's one outfielder down jason worth to go uh so worth return to the nationals tonight after three months or so away Um, from his fractured wrist and I'm kind of interested in in I guess what that means for the Nationals in that they're a team that has uh, been more pitching heavy Um, they are literally a a league average offensive team they have a a 260 true average and they're eighth out of 16 NL teams um, so that the, wait a minute, 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 though. Okay. Eighth out of sixteen is not average, Ben. Well, the two sixty part is average. Okay, fair enough. Um, and and uh, and and tonight was really no different in that they won three nothing. Um, didn't score a lot of runs, but but Detweiler pitched, uh, however many shutout innings. Um, so I wonder. I mean, this is the first time kind of that they've had. The guys who were expected to be their uh, their bigger bats all in the same lineup together. Um, Morse was out at the start of the season, and uh, Laroche was out for a while, and now Worth is back. Um, Desmond is is hurt right now, but should be back in a few weeks. So this is sort of, I mean, they're ready to fire on all cylinders offensively, uh, whatever that means in their case, and. So I'm I'm wondering. I mean, it, lately the Braves have have been kind of hot and have closed the gap to to two and a half games in the East. So I'm wondering whether more worth will uh, 
we'll be able to hold them off for the last couple months. Even though there is sort of an, an outfield logjam for the Nationals now, in that they usually will have Morrison left, probably Worth and Center and Harper and right, but they also have Roger Bernardina, who's been hitting very well this year. Um, but anyway, and, do you... and and Rick Ankiel, who uh, <laughs> was a good story once right. five or six years ago. Right. Um, so I guess uh, do you see this kind of? I mean, do you think this will help them hold off the Braves or, or allow them to hold off the Braves? Or would they have done that anyway, probably, without Worth? Wow. Uh, that's the open-ended question that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> I <laughs> I think that um, my guess is they would have held them off anyway. But, um, I, yeah, Worth, I mean, Worth is kind of underlooked. Uh, underlooked, underappreciated at this point in his career, and and overlooked um, because everybody thinks that I think that he's a tremendous failure in Washington, and he has been for the contract. But he is actually a pretty good hitter, and my guess is that he is probably like the third or fourth best hitter on that team right now, right? Yeah, which is not saying that much, really. It's not saying that much, but it's saying something, and. Um, uh, Harper has been uh, such a, a a hole in that lineup for the last couple months, and I'm sure it'll be nice to to get Jason Worth in there. Did you know if we can bring it back to my topic <laughs> that Bryce Harper is uh, like 26th or something in swing rate in Major League Baseball this year? I didn't realize that. Okay, we can go back to yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Harper has played I think every game but one since he was called up, so. Uh, that's maybe one of the benefits in that they can give him an occasional day off now. Um, although, I, actually, Ankiel is no longer a national, I believe. He was oh, okay. he was cut on his birthday, which is sad. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, also that sort of worth and the contract and who he is. I mean, at the time that the contract was signed... Before last season, and of course it was the seven-year, $126 million deal, at that time it was seen as this sort of statement by the Nationals that they were a team that, that people would want to pay for, would want to play for, and that this was just this, this statement was, was more a, uh, or this signing was more a statement than anything, um, in that it would somehow elevate the Nationals to the level of a, I guess, an attractive team to free agents. And, I mean, a year and a half later, uh, Worth has been worth uh, two and a half wins to the Nationals um, through a combination of, of injuries and, and not quite playing up to what they expected. Uh, and yet the Nationals are now maybe one of the most exciting teams in baseball and, and a young team with young stars who's in first place now. Um, so now in retrospect, it maybe seems even sillier than it did at the time that, that the signing of Jason Worth could make this huge difference to the nationals organization. Um, in that, it, I mean, if they didn't have Jason Worth right now, would they be any less attractive to a free agent? Would we, would we really think much less of, of their future potential? I don't really see it. Yeah, I think that uh, anything like that is almost always uh, a non-factor. 
and it is surprising to me that it gets repeated every <laughs> every off season because uh, I don't I don't think that it has any effect on anybody unless Jason Worth is I mean this isn't the NBA and uh, guys don't quite have really even the same control over where they go because there's um, so often you're going to places where there's a need and where there's a very specific opening. And, um, you know, you can't just assume that if you're an attractive free agent that you get to pick the team you want to go to anyway. Yeah, if anything, maybe it established the Nationals as a team that would be willing to pay people more than they were worth, which I, I guess would make them more attractive to, to free agents. But in the sense of uh, people going to the team to play for Jason Worth or because Jason Worth added some sense of legitimacy to the team that had been missing, uh, that seemed far-fetched at the time and, and much more far-fetched now. Well, didn't they, weren't they pursuing Cliff Lee the same offseason? Yeah, I think so. And, and, and it, as I recall, I could be totally wrong about this, but as I recall, even though they had overspent on Worth and even though they were pursuing Cliff Lee, uh, nobody, including Cliff Lee, really took them the least bit serious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we've we've covered our our two outfielders, and uh, in a, a fairly fairly quick time for us, I think. So that's the end of episode thirteen and the end of this week's shows, and we will be back next Monday with with the fourteenth. So have a nice weekend, Sam. You have a nice weekend, Ben. Thank you.